Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Reset 101. You got the regulars in the studio. What's up everybody? Hey guys. Hello. Uh, yeah, so um, honestly, I'm just gonna throw it straight to Meg. She is, wait, no, uh, she, was, she was here last week. <laughs> what is wrong with I was, I've she, been here for a while. <laughs> <laughs> she, she, was, she was gone two weeks ago. Uh, well, she's still here. So, uh, <laughs> oh, there's no dog this time, though. There's, there's no not. Dog. Sadly, no dog. we don't have no. a dog in the office anymore. And, and happy Easter. Yeah. Christ is risen. Such a good day. Yeah. Um, with that, our whole last um, week of Lent study recap is talking about the resurrection scripture. Um, yep. We're completely in Matthew 28 this week. Um, and so we get to talk about the resurrection. Um, day one of this week, which is day 35, um, covers the first eight verses of Matthew 28. Um, and this section is entitled the resurrection. It is actually when Jesus comes out of the tomb. Um, and so you have the Marys going to the tomb to see, um, Jesus and they get to the tomb and there's an angel that has come down and is sitting on the rock that's been rolled away from the tomb. And he's like, hey, or the angel is like, hey, uh, he's not here. I know what you came for, but he's risen. Come see where his body was. And then commands them to go out and tell the disciples that Jesus is risen. Yeah, I'm sorry, but I I love Matthew's. I say I'm sorry because I'm on, sound like I'm poking fun, but I'm not. (laughs) I love how Matthew gets so dramatic that the angel sits on top of the rock, you know, <laughs> he's out there and it's this past week I've been doing a lot of, uh, study on this cause it's Easter Sunday and I'm preaching on the resurrection and, and the different ways each gospel talks about it. Uh, they're, they're all similar and all just wildly different. I love that. The angels sitting on top of the rock. <laughs> What's up ladies? Um, yeah I know it talks about um, I like how it talks about the uh, the role of woman right Mm. and and, and, uh, we were talking about that in 945 too this uh, past Sunday yeah like um, women have kind of been pushed to the background like their value at this time and all of history really has kind of been pushed to the background and uh, like it says it's not coincidental that they're the ones that made the biggest discovery of all time, you know? Uh, it's not coincidental. And I, it, everything he does has a purpose. And we come back to that every time, again and again and again and again. And it is really cool that, um, you know, that he chose women to, to kind of spread that. Hey! Hey! Yeah. Big news! You know? Yeah, and, and you know, when, when we think of when Scripture was written... We think of the culture in which it was written. It was a very forward-thinking book. Mm. I, I mean, back then, uh, women were property, and and I hate to say that, but that's just the, the way it was in the ancient times. Right. And if you read throughout the Bible, the Old Testament, and New Testament, women play a crucial role, and uh, and that book was very forward-thinking with that. Mm. Um, you know, and that here at Asbury in our contemporary service, our whole summer, we're going to be talking about, uh, women of the Bible. Um, and we forget, at least I do, that 
you know, in the Methodist church, we've had women in ministry since the 50s. Yeah. And, and some of our friends, our brothers and sisters, and this is not a judgment statement, they're, they still don't. Uh, and, and so I forget sometimes that, that as far as we've come as a society, we've got a long way to go mm-hmm. to, to help, you know, treat each other with, with the same love of Christ. Well, it's important to have that representation across the board, you know what I mean, because everyone's important, you know. I mean, like it even said, it says in the devotional, the women are a key part of his kingdom, you know. Mm-hmm. So he's, in this sense, restoring that. You know, yeah. or yeah, I guess restoring is the right word. It's just like, hey, pay attention. You know what I mean? This yeah. is happening. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was good that the, the writer of the study pulled that out. Yeah. I think, I think the writer of the study was a woman. <laughs> now that I think about it, because when I went back to the very beginning, there were two studies. I don't remember which one I picked. But I think the writer of the study was a woman. Let me go back back to it and I'm an audio learner because I have dyslexia and so in in the audio it is a guy yeah the guy is reading yeah right. yeah and so when you said that I was like no it's not he's, he's, he's <laughs> I was like yeah that's probably an actor yeah, <laughs> yeah, they, yeah. it is the writer of the study is a woman one day we'll be listening to a, a audio book I'm like it sounds like Victor <laughs> <laughs> yeah what's he doing are, are you working for audible are you, are you <laughs> Victor, I didn't know you spent 60 days in the submarine. (laughs) That's funny. Um, You know, the angel on on day 36, he greets the the women at the tomb. You know, that that first day kind of set it up. Mm -hmm. And then the second day... um, and he meets the women at the tomb. And what I find really cool about them going to the tomb is they were they were doing that when disaster and tragedy hits, and that's what this was for them. And we forget, I think, in our Christian, our contemporary, our world today, what they must have been experiencing then. This this person that they loved and cherished and and saw him do miracles and he even said he was going to be raised from the dead mm. all of that we go well, why are you surprised that he, he's gone but but they're still they're in that moment of grief and crisis and i love how they just put the next foot forward what's next we're going to go and take care of we're going to anoint jesus's body yeah because they were coming because jesus his death was on what we would think of as a friday right and then he was buried into the tomb on Saturday. The guard was instilled on Sunday, but none of the key players in the story that are talked about are mentioned on Sunday because that's the Sabbath. That's the, Sabbath, the day yeah. that they are supposed to honor in resting. And so the day after the Sabbath, which would have been the third day, is when they go and visit the tomb. Me and my girls in life group had to walk through this the other night because they were like three... I'm counting, and that's only two days from Friday to Sunday, but we don't remember that Sabbath was the super holy day for them, and it still is the holy day, but they took it very seriously, and it was instilled by law that you had to rest, and there were certain things you couldn't do on Sabbath. So they didn't get to properly bury him and give him 
the anointing and the rituals that he would have deserved in that time because the day of preparation happened. That's when he was buried. And you can't do it on the Sabbath because it's against the law. And so Monday comes around and they're coming back to the tomb to finish doing this proper burial and honoring of his body. And that's when they come to the tomb and it, the stone is rolled away. His body's no longer there. But they were coming to finish what had been started and Jesus had fulfilled his word and he's risen. Mm. And they came at dawn. So they, they, they didn't tarry. Oh, that's a word. <laughs> they did not tarry. <laughs> they, they, didn't, they, they didn't mess around because dawn would have been the first time they could do it. Yeah. Right. That's a Sabbath over. Mm-hmm. And they were, it, the, the scripture says after the Sabbath at dawn, the first opportunity they could, they were there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Jesus wasn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nope. Jesus wasn't there. Um, nope. I think it's also cool to note that the earth quakes again at the resurrection of Jesus. It quaked mm. at his death, but it also quaked at his resurrection. And it says that in verse 2. Um, and I think it's like this whole, all of Jesus' ministry in his life displays his power and just shows that he also was truly the son of God and had that power within him. But the fact that the earth quakes, not only at his death, but at his resurrection, just shows the power that he holds in who he is. And I thought that was a cool thing to note of not only at the death, but also the resurrection. Like the earth itself was shaking. Uh at, at what point does he let them into the tomb? I mean, like, so he's sitting on, he's, he's he, I mean, so I understand it properly. He's sitting on the rock, right? The angel. Mm-hmm. The angel, right, 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 right. And they walk up, and he's like, what's up, ladies? I know you're here to see Jesus. Well, why don't you take a look for yourself? And he just rolls the stone away, is that? Is so, what, from my studying, my understanding of it, Because if you look at John's account, when Jesus goes to visit the disciples, they're inside of the house. The doors are locked because they're fearing the Jewish people to come and take them away for being close friends of Jesus. Right. But Jesus appears in the room. So my understanding and the people that I've listened to and studied believe that his resurrected body could pass through material barriers. So... It didn't take the stone rolling away for Jesus to be risen and walking amongst the people. Like his body was already gone, but the angel rolled the stone away so that the women could see and have eyewitness testimony to the fact that Jesus' body was no longer there. Um, so the angel has rolled the stone away. When the women come, the tomb is open and the angel is there. And he tells the angel tells them, you know, go see for yourself. His body's no longer here. And then tells them, go tell the disciples what you've seen and that Jesus is risen. Um, so, yeah, that's that was my understanding of it. And that kind of, that bleeds into day 37 also, right? Mm-hmm. So that's when he, you know, they walk in and there's no body in there. I can only imagine how freaked out they were. Like, what? Oh, what? yeah. It's, they went, I don't know if it's Matthew's account or if it's, one of the others, but they go, no, it's Matthew's account. 
They depart quickly from the tomb with fear and great joy to run and tell the disciples. Um, So, I mean, the angel says, go. And they go immediately. Like, no hesitation. (laughs) Partly motivated by fear for not understanding what they've just seen, but also motivated by joy because Jesus is alive again. He's risen. Mm -hmm. And and the the English translations have a tough time describing some of the the Greek words here. Like for fear, it's not just fear. The the Greek word is used for, for shaking and trembling and terrifying fear. Uh, and joy is not just happy, it is the most excited, it can sometimes be translated as ecstasy, meaning that, that they experienced at the same time the worst fear and greatest joy that you could have. What a <laughs> dichotomy of, of emotions that were running through uh, these, these ladies, you know, just... Mm-hmm greatest fear and greatest joy all at the same time. Um, And then they go to Galilee, right? That's that's where they are sent. They do. And on their way to Galilee, like the angel said, he said, you'll see Jesus on your way. He's going before you. He meets them on the road as they're on their way to Galilee to tell the disciples that he is risen and they immediately take his feet and worship him when they see him. Um, which is just still like, they're still putting him in his rightful place and they're still worshiping him. Even in this moment of fearing and being overjoyed, like their hearts are still in the right place of like, this is our savior. We're going to worship him. But what I love about them going to Galilee is uh, that's where Jesus spent a lot of his ministry. And so where are they told to go after the resurrection? Right back to work. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I mean, what does the resurrection mean? It's, it means we're not bound by the law anymore. It means that God, Jesus has come to show us how to live and to redeem us from our sin. But go back to Galilee. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, Work's the, not done. It's not about eternal life getting to heaven. It's about go back to Galilee. Mm. You know, I just I love that kind of thought in this resurrection story. Mark has the same has the same. Maybe all of them do. I can't remember how John is. John, John. Mary sees Jesus at the tomb in John. Mm-hmm. Yeah, John's account um, is um, not very different, but John's account is yeah. different from the other three. Mary gets that extra, you know, that, mm-hmm. that she thinks he's the gardener. That's John, isn't it? Yeah, that's yes. John. Yes. She thinks he's the gardener. And then, but uh, um, Mark is go back to Galilee. Matthew, go back to Galilee. Mm hmm. Um, that might come up Sunday in worship if you uh, <laughs> were in the bridge today. <laughs> you may have heard me talk about that a little bit. Um, <laughs> well, so, all right, so what day are we on now? What day are we um, to? 
Uh, we're thirty-eight. I I think so. Where where the uh, where the uh, establishment tries to cover up the resurrection <laughs> and um, spread falsehoods about what's happening. Well, aren't we glad that doesn't happen today? The establishment tries to spread false information about what's going on in the world. What's the glad that we've it? evolved past yeah. that. <laughs> That's not going on anymore. A little sarcasm if, if you haven't picked up on that on Pastor Robert's part. <laughs> You'll hear about that as well this Sunday. No, yes. I, I don't go that far into the story. I'm preaching on Mark this week, so it. it oh, you got the the strictly business. Yeah, they were terrified and afraid, and it's uh-huh. over. Uh-huh. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, they're. Uh, so what's this mess that's saying about a devious scheme? Oh, it's so that's the I guess it's day thirty-eight. I don't know. I won't lie. I only got to day thirty-seven in preparing for this. Um, it's not the first oh, time. Stop I've been the super buses. Un- that's the first. <laughs> it's really not. She is always more prepared than, than Victor and I put together. You read thirty-seven <laughs> out of forty days. That's pretty good. That's pretty good percentage. <laughs> um, but. I guess it's day 38 is covering the report of the guard. Um, So there were still guards at the tomb when the angel comes down and rolls away the stone because in earlier, um, it tells you that, that the guards trembled and became like dead men because of the glory of the angel that was before them. Um, And so they were there. They witnessed what happened and they come back and they tell the chief priests what's gone down, and they're like, "Okay, we're gonna we're gonna come up with this plan," because they can't know that what Jesus said he was gonna do that he actually did. Like we can't let them know that he is who he said he is, mm-hmm. and that he's going to do what he said he was going to do. So they <laughs> they decide to pitch the plan that they feared that the disciples would do. Like they put the guard in place so that the disciples couldn't come and roll the stone away and steal his body and run around and tell everybody that he resurrected. But that's the plan they're going with, is the disciples came by night and they took his body, and that's why it's gone. And they were wanting to do this. I'm I'm reading into it that that they were afraid of the governor's uh, repercussions on them. If And so they were trying to deflect blame. And I really like how the devotion encourages us to think about what is truth telling? And I joked about it a few minutes ago, but I think it's a real issue in our society right now that I don't mind us disagreeing on how to solve a problem. What I get frustrated is, is we can't even agree that there's a problem. Mm-hmm. One group says, no, this isn't a problem. You know, and, and there's got to be truth. And, and to make stuff up, to make yourself look better or to to keep your way of life, mm-hmm. I, I think the scripture is handing and leaning at, you can't do that. Jesus is the truth. The truth will come out. And and uh, no matter where you are, with your parents, with with your, your teachers, your coaches, your the truth, as ugly as it might be, is better than them finding out what the lie is later. And uh, anyway, that's just a little tangent. Yeah. Throws it off a little bit, but. 
I think it's necessary though. Yeah. yeah. Um. Day thirty-nine. The Great Commission. Yes, thirty-nine and forty. Talk about the Great Commission. Um, oh, Meg's got this. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just have learned to love the Great Commission, um, because where I used to attend church, we would say it literally every Sunday as we left. That was like that was our sending out. Um, as we would all recite the Great Commission together, um, and I guess I could I could read the Great Commission. Um, so it's Jesus's call to his disciples, um, and he this is eighteen through twenty of Matthew twenty eight. He says, "All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son." And of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Um, and I think what I loved about reciting the Great Commission after church every Sunday is like, if Sunday is supposed to be the first day of the week and it's the day that, it, it is the Sabbath, but it's the first day of the week, it's your sending out, you're going forth from church with the mindset of, Go and make disciples of all nations. Tell people about Jesus. Like, this was our call from Jesus to tell people about him. Um, and the the church that I attended was very discipleship-driven. Like, spread the gospel is, like, their number one plea. Like, missions and, like, going to unreached people groups. Like, that is their number one thing um, that they strive for. So, which, like, that should be all of our, you know, number one thing is sharing the gospel. Um, but they just were so driven mission wise by that. Um, so it was just a cool perspective to like look out on every week of, do I live by the great commission? Um, cause that's what we're called to do is live by the great commission by Jesus. I think the great commission, um, influences every part of who we are. Uh, the United Methodist Church's mission statement is to make disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world. That's the Great Commission. Yeah. That's where that's drawn from. Um, now, our our churches, and when I say our churches, I mean like Baptist, Methodist, yeah. Episcopalian. Our churches, churches, they do that in different ways. You know, some yeah. some folks, the Great Commission is is caring for the sick and the poorest parts of the world. Some is taking the news of Jesus Christ to the uh, African tribe that has never heard the gospel at all, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, but but that that's what we should do. Go into Galilee. That's what Jesus Jesus came back and said, "I'll meet you there. I'm already <laughs> there." Right. Let's go, guys. Which I think goes into day 40, talking about, and Jesus is, he's ahead of us and with us. Yeah. With the Holy Spirit guidance. It makes me think of how brave they uh, must have, you know, had to, how much faith they had to have in order to make them brave enough to be like, all right, we're doing mm-hmm. this. We're going, this is our calling, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Let's get, we just saw him persecuted. Uh, for this, and now we're gonna go, and like here he is. He's proving to us like this is, 
this is the way of life. Mm-hmm. This is how we should live. This is what we need to do. Yeah. And then look at where we are now. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. I mean, Birmingham, whole, Alabama. The whole rest of the New Testament is that put into action of, you know, take what Jesus commanded you, and that's the disciples going into action. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, saw that on full display a couple weeks ago on, on Friday after the tornadoes uh, in, in the neighborhood. You had you had all these churches going to Galilee. Yeah. You had uh, Church of the Highlands folks helping people clean out. You had Asbury folks um, passing out water. Uh, I, I ran into a church of 30 people. Uh, that, that's, how, that's how many they worship with on Sundays. There were 10 of them there. A third of their congregation was out there working. I mean, wow. it was just a, a visual of going to Galilee. You know. Give aid. Yeah, it makes me wonder how we can be the church with the urgency of a disaster when there's not a disaster. But that's a whole other podcast, I think. <laughs> to have that fire, that urgency to, yeah. to, to be in community with people. Yes. Um, we're at our best, I think, when when de- devastation comes. But how do we be at our best all the time? Right. Yeah. Good points. Well, guys, we have made it to the end of our 40-day Lent study. Thank you, Meg, for picking out the 40-day Lent study. Thank you, Pastor Rob, for giving us the... uh, Super fun. Wisdom. Yes. Um, All right, well, Pastor Rob, would you please pray us out? Sure. Thank you. Sure. Thank you. Oh, God, we're just so uh, grateful uh, for the presence that you uh, have in our lives and our community. Oh God, we're, we're so thankful for the gift of Jesus who came to us and as a, a human lived among us and taught us how to live and treat each other. Oh God, help us to live as people who, who believe that, that he is risen and that he's already ahead of us. Help us to catch up to him and get about your business. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, guys, thanks for listening. Hey, everybody, quick announcement before you go. If you want to follow along with us during our Lent study, you can. All you have to do is download the Bible app and go to the lesson titled Journeying with Jesus. If you don't want to download that app, that's okay. You can find a link to the lesson on our website at asburyreset.org or you can go to Instagram and see as we post every single week for our Lenten study on our Instagram page, Asbury Reset. Alrighty, guys. Thank you so much. See ya.